Welcome to the Absolute TechNet Podcast. The following Amateur Radio Net originally aired on December 7th, 2021. We had a great chat with Kurt of Morse Code Ninja, Alpha Delta Zero, Whiskey Echo. For more information on the Absolute TechNet, visit our website at absolutetech.org or carry the conversation further in our Facebook group. Just search for Absolute TechNet on Facebook. Thank you for listening and 73. Good evening, and welcome to another edition of the Absolute TechNet. We meet here every Tuesday evening at 7 p.m. Eastern Time. Our nets last up to, but no more than two hours. Connection information is available at our website, which is www.absolutetech.org. At this time, I'd like to thank the members of our Absolute Tech team, Scott N4UPC, Mike N6RDF, Chris VE3RWJ, and of course all of our supporters and participants who make this net possible. Absolute Tech is a technology net for ham radio operators and others, and we cover a broad spectrum of technology. All tech-related topics are always open for discussion. So if you're excited about something tech-related, bring it on. We want to hear about it. Feel free to make comments under the direction of the net control, the host, uh, so that we can give the feeling, uh, the net a feeling of collaboration, but without the chaos. We do really want to hear about what realm of technology has captured your interest recently. By all means, if you have a quick question about a project you're working on, feel free to ask the net. For those with non-technical comments, we want to hear. Uh, we want to know that you're here as well. Uh, we ask that you please state your call sign, followed by check-in only, no tech comments, and we'll get you uh, on the log. This keeps the momentum of the net moving forward and focused on tech. Please remember that participants' answers should be brief, but if brief isn't possible, please use our Absolute Tech Facebook page to carry the conversation even further. You'll find a link to that Facebook page on our website over at absolutetech.org. We also use NetLogger, uh, and we are on Discord. So look us up and join in the conversation. Both the AIM window and Discord is a great way to get connected with those that are listening and participating on the net, and so we encourage you to use them. However, keep in mind that we do take RF check-ins only for this net. Also, please keep in mind that there is a three-minute timeout timer. Again, three minutes, please. All right, that takes care of all the official stuff. Let me turn over to our host tonight, uh, Chris, uh, and let's learn something about CW. Over to you, Chris, VE3RWJ from N4UPC. Okay, first of all, uh, Alpha Delta Zero Whiskey Echo, are you there, uh, Kurt? Alpha Delta Zero Whiskey Echo, um, yep, indeed I am. Um, I noticed one small glitch. I actually can't start transmitting unless there's no silence. So anyway, just something to keep in mind. Okay, yep, Kurt is joining us uh, via Echolink. So 
Yeah, let's leave a nice big pause, guys. Um, okay, well, first of all, uh, welcome to the Absolute TechNet, Kurt. Uh, my name's Chris. I'm located in Ancaster, Ontario, Canada. My call is V3RWJ. Um, I found you through your interview on the Dit Dit podcast, ditdit.fm, um, which I guess is not creating new content anymore, but there's a lot there's for people interested in CW, there's a lot of stuff there, uh, including an interview with you. And I was struck by the fact that you're doing something different. You're, uh, applying, you're applying the science of learning to learning and using, uh, Morse code, which for a lot of people seems like a very old thing. You know, why would someone still learn Morse code these days? Um, but really it seems like CW is going through a renaissance. Uh, maybe it's with the pandemic. People are looking for something to learn at home. Um, maybe it's because it's no longer a requirement. When I got my license years ago, you had to do code. And I think that maybe bred some resentment. Uh, now people are getting into it because they want to, and there's probably more code on the bands than ever before and more ways of learning it. Uh, so let's start with how did you become a ham? Uh, just a bit about your background. How did you become a ham? How did you first become interested in CW? And then we'll, uh, we'll carry it on to Morse Code Ninja and what you're doing today. Well, it's great to meet your acquaintance, Chris. Um, and thank you for the warm introduction. Um, it's a pleasure speaking uh, with you and having everyone here. Just to give you a little bit about my background. I was first licensed in 1995 as Kilowatt Bravo Zero Tango Mike Quebec KB0TMQ as a technician no code, and I was really inspired to learn Morse code from my now late grandfather uh, KA0OXY. And my first attempt to learn Morse code was right after I graduated in 2001. And it was a failed attempt. <laughs> um, but then I had an unexpected health event in 2017. And I realized that uh, my life couldn't just be work. And I really wanted to um, fulfill that, that dream that I had as a teenager to learn Morse code. And so, I really set out to learn on my own and then uh, found out about CW Ops and their wonderful CW Academy program and <clears throat> would later go on to launch the Morse Code Ninja website in July 2019. Okay, and uh, your work background, you're a, you're a computer science guy, right? Yep, um, I graduated from Kansas State University in information systems, kind of a cross between MIS and computer science. So, yep, definitely have lots of experience doing software development. Okay, and just to contrast with what you're doing now uh, with Morse Code Ninja, the let's say the modern approach or the smarter approach to things, uh, I'll just mention that I first learned CW as a kid. I was 10 or 11, uh, really desperately wanted to get on the air, and it was just something I you know, needed to do 
to uh, to reach that goal. But uh, back in the late 1980s, so before, well, long before the internet, uh, and thanks to a teacher not being uh, that great, I really didn't have any direction. Uh, I had a cassette tape that had the alphabet at the beginning and the numbers, and then just went right into paragraphs of text. Um, during our ham, uh, during our license classes, our ham classes, uh, you know, the guy teaching us code would just send us, uh, he would just open a book and send text for a while. And, you know, if we got it, we got it. If we didn't get it, you know, there was, there was no measurement of how we were doing or anything. So not only did I have no structure when it came to copying, but I made that rookie mistake of getting a hold of a practice, practice oscillator and just sending. And I got very good at sending, but I had no ability to copy. Uh, let me drop it. So as a result, when I got around to taking the test, uh, luckily, the examiner said, go ahead, send me your name, address, phone number, uh, and a bit about yourself in code. And he didn't ask me to copy anything. So I was extremely lucky, and I got my CW qualification without, you know, without really copying anything. Um, I eventually got away from the hobby. I was out of the out of ham radio for 27 years or so. Uh, recently got back into it in 2019, and then even more recently got interested in CW and went looking for resources. And now we have all kinds of stuff. Uh, online classes. You mentioned CW Ops. We also have the Long Island CW Club. Um, your site. Uh, there's just so much out there now that wasn't there uh, years ago. And I've been bitten by the CW bug, I think partly because I'm a musician. There's a rhythm to it, and I think that's what appeals to me. It might only be one note, but there's a lot of rhythm there. Uh, so there's that part of it that seems to uh, hold my interest. Uh, and learning it might be, there might be some parallels with music. Uh, so. Back to you, and what do you, the inspiration for Morse code, you know, like what, what made you say there's, there's a big need out there for maybe a different approach? Uh, we, need, we need to do this a little smarter. Um, <clears throat> I would absolutely agree that we live in the golden age of CW or Morse code. There are just so many awesome opportunities to you know, find a resource that really fits you. Um, one of the resources uh, that I initially gravitated towards, and it's still an awesome read, um, especially if you're going to attempt to learn Morse code on your own, um, The Art and Skill of Radio Telegraphy by the now late William Pierpont is a free book that you can download as a PDF if you search for it. Um, there's a couple other good books like Zen and the Art of Radio Telegraphy by Carlo Consolio. Not sure how you pronounce his last name. Um, that's also really great and <clears throat> and uh, free. 
And learning from other people's mistakes was something that I wanted to do from the get-go, having failed to learn Morse code uh, the first time um, in 2001. And that really helped me get started and to realize that um, for most people, learning at five words a minute is a terrible idea because you run into that <clears throat> um, usually 10 to 13 words per minute uh, barrier. And, you know, what I realized was that as I was learning Morse code and going through the CW Academy program, that the best time to um, really capture the insights that was leading to success was to capture it as I had insights about that. And initially, I started by creating a pretty extensive, it's still out there, uh, QRZ page, but realizing that you know there's only so much that you can reasonably uh, put. It just becomes increasingly cumbersome to edit that page. Let me drop for just one second. But then, <clears throat> you know, I realized that if I was anchoring my QRZ page to share all the resources and um, just all the things that was leading to success for me, I knew that that would really mean creating a website. And so that's where the initial idea for the Morse Code Ninja website is just really an extension from what I was already doing. But then, you know, when I was going through the CW Academy program, I had already started developing my own content and sharing that with my classmates. And the more I wanted to share, and especially share with others outside the class, I realized that that was quite cumbersome. And that's why, uh, to avoid a lot of expense initially, I just offered content on YouTube. Um, but as far as the format, if, if that's more what your question is about, um, for those that aren't familiar, um, the vast majority of my content, you hear something. It could be a character, it could be a word, it could be a sentence or a call sign or something. You hear that Morse code first, small pause, and then you hear it spoken uh, in English. And if you're on YouTube, you also have closed captioning available. And then there's a repeat, so you can learn whatever you, you missed. And <clears throat> there was a book that really shaped my, uh, my idea on, on this format called Make It Stick. The Science of Successful Learning. And in there, they, among many things, they talk about how it's important to have continuous and high-quality feedback um, and more immediate feedback. And so that's what led to the insight of, of that particular format. Um, I don't know if you have any specific questions on that. Not specifically, but I'm glad you mentioned Make It Stick. Um, uh, make it stick. The science. Uh, sorry. Make it stick. The science of successful learning. Uh, because as a music teacher, I've also read that book. Because a lot of what I was doing, teaching music lessons, was really teaching people how to practice. You know, the music, the knowledge is out there already. Uh, but really, it's 
getting people to develop good habits. And uh, you mentioned feedback. My example always is uh, someone shooting baskets. You know, you think of a someone trying to become better at basketball. You throw the ball. You immediately know whether it got in or not, or whether it went in the net, went through the hoop or not. And then you adjust your uh, stance or your technique right away. Uh, so, yeah, immediate feedback. Uh, I'm, in, I'm in total agreement there. Uh, for those completely new to CW, you hear a couple things mentioned a lot when people talk about ways to learn it. Uh, Farnsworth and I think is it Koch? Uh, could you maybe expand on what uh, what those are? Because when I was coming up as a young ham, it was just you start very very slow, and you've already mentioned that that is a pitfall. You don't want to go at you know five words a minute. Because uh, you start counting dots and dashes, you start counting the elements. Uh, so, could you could you maybe mention what those those uh, two approaches are? Yeah, absolutely. Um, <clears throat> so the the Coke method is an approach where you start out at full speed. Um, typically, this is twenty words a minute, and you start off with just two characters. And, you know, um, it doesn't really matter too much what the sequence is, but like K and M might be a common um, starting point. And then once you reach 90% proficiency, just copying those two letters at full speed. Um, there's some variations, but typically it's um, five characters and then a space and then five characters, but at that full speed. Then you go ahead and add in this case, a third character, and then you know your proficiency is going to drop like a rock initially, and then you'll go ahead and uh, keep practicing, and then once you reach 90% again in accuracy, you go ahead and add a fourth character, and you just keep doing this over time until you get through all uh, 40 characters, or most people aim to learn 40 characters. Um, and then we have the Farnsworth method, which tends to be a, a little bit more uh, popular. In the Farnsworth method, um, there's a difference between the speed of the character versus the speed of what's actually being sent. So extra spacing is being put in between the characters and words. And so someone who's learning using the Farnsworth method, um, general advice is to go ahead and learn at a character speed of at least 20 words a minute. Um, if you can count the dots and dots easily, then you need to go faster, which might surprise some people. And so some people need 25 words a minute, and maybe if you're unlucky or lucky, um, 30 words a minute. In my case, I had to learn at 30 words a minute because I could pretty easily count even at 25, especially in numbers. And and so, but as far as overall speed, when you begin learning, many people will either go with uh, 25 or 2010, meaning a character speed of 20 words a minute, word speed of either uh, 10 or 5. But keep in mind with Farnsworth timing, there's no standard. So you may feel that 
um, different implementations sound a little bit different because it depends on where that extra spacing is placed. And then, of course, you can combine these two methods, which is pretty common, too. Oh, let me pause real quick, and then I have one more thought. Uh, the other thing that you mentioned earlier, I just mentioned it because it's a fascinating tidbit. You mentioned that there's an underlying rhythm, and most definitely that is true. But what's interesting is that as you advance, especially once you get up towards around 20 to 30 words a minute, typically you begin developing what we call instant word recognition, where you hear a sound pattern of the entire word, and you just go, I know what it is. <laughs> it's cat or dog or someone's name. Uh, usually CQ or your call sign is probably the first two things that you recognize as a sound pattern. But what's fascinating is that um, I think CW and Morse code really comes into its own, something to really enjoy um, once you start developing instant word recognition. takes a lot of the mental effort out of it. And some words are just really beautiful, just like music. Um, people is beautiful to me. And there's a number of other words that people find very attractive and just a joy to listen to. Turn it back over to you. So if I'm if I'm following along here, uh, you're trying to get people to chunk information or group information into units as quickly as possible, so they're not doing excess uh, mental work or not expending too much effort. And am I right as well that you don't want people to look at a chart or uh, videos or a pendulum or any extra any extra aids or visuals or anything like that. This is all about sound and developing your your ability to hear it, right? Yeah, you know, when it comes to advice, um, there's always dissenters, but I would completely agree with that advice. And the underlying reason is that. Um, the more work that you have to do mentally to translate that sound into meaning, it's just going to slow you down. It's going to take a lot of mental effort, a lot of work. And so most people um, currently, when they aim to develop their proficiency, you know, they'll use the Farnsworth method, most commonly probably at uh, character speed of 20 words a minute, a word speed maybe a five, probably the most common. And you're seeking to develop what we call instant character recognition. And the idea is that, you know, you're not really hearing dits and daws. You just hear that, that sound pattern and you go, oh yeah, that's an R. Oh yeah, that's an A. It just pops in your head. And then as you um, advance in proficient proficiency, you know, there's a higher level what, that we call instant word recognition. And as a general rule, the more that you can avoid um, mental processes as you go about head copying, the easier and more enjoyable it will be. And it will also allow you to 
um, approach speeds that are much, much quicker. Um, you know, I um, practice commonly above 50 words a minute, lately around 55, and even visualization isn't something that I can do at that speed. That's just too much work. Um, so, you know, starting off by trying to avoid a lot of that extra mental work will really allow you to reach the proficiency goals that you have in mind. Okay. Um, one last, well, okay, two last questions. Um, first of all, have you ever heard of the Suzuki method for learning a musical instrument? Uh, because that sounds very similar. Uh, the Suzuki method involves, at least for the first few years in imitation uh your teacher maybe plays something and you try and play it back you're not reading it off the page it's uh it's completely uh sound based and it's suzuki based it on language acquisition the way the way young children uh learn a language is that pretty similar to what we're talking about um that's awesome i've actually never heard of the suzuki method i will have to look at that in more detail later. But as you describe it, yeah, it, it does sound like um, that you're, you know, just trying to develop that instant um, mental pathway. Um, you know, I guess as a, another example, um, it seems easier, at least for me, as say 35 words a minute or above, like if I hear a word, and again, I'm at that speed, I'm focusing on instant word recognition. I'll replay that sound pattern identically as I hear it, not as like I would speak it in bits and dots, but to hear that exactly as I heard it and then just say the word in my mind to reinforce that. Um, but, but yeah, I would have to look into it more, but it does sound similar. Okay, and just to reassure anybody who's interested, uh talking about word recognition sounds that sounds daunting but when you think of it so much of uh qso's on ham radio is the same uh whether it's a signal report a place name a call sign uh the abbreviations used so much of it is repeated over and over again across you know many qso's so especially with cw uh you know, it all gets condensed and uh, because it takes longer to exchange the information. So uh, you do start to recognize these things fairly, fairly quickly because uh, so many contacts are, you know, name, place, serial, uh, not serial number, name, place, sick work, uh, you know, 73. Uh, there's not, there's not always that much extra. So you start you start recognizing these things. Um, last question, and then we'll open it up to check-ins because I've gone on way too long. Uh, you have an awful lot of content on your website, uh, gigabytes and gigabytes of practice material. Uh, how should someone get started? Is there a roadmap to uh, starting from not knowing anything to you know progressing through your uh, your curriculum uh, that is a an excellent question um 
what amazes me is that I, even for myself, there are over 200 different practice sets. This is once you've acquired um, some initial proficiency. And it's available at speeds from 15 to 50 words a minute. So that's thousands of options. And I have developed a, on the Morse Code Ninja website, there's several pages, but the practice page is uh, what most people use after they've initially acquired their instant character recognition. And uh, one of the top links at the very top, it says practice guide. And it's um, probably not the most convenient format, but it's a image and it's a flow chart that asks you a series of questions to guide you through um, some options that might be helpful for where you're struggling or what your what your current proficiency goals are, and um, and it's it's fairly extensive. I haven't added some of the more recent content probably in the last three or four months, but it's fairly complete, and it. It's something you might check out if you haven't already. Okay, and you touched on it briefly. You're not suggesting that people try for perfection. Like when you said you learn the first the first couple characters, you get to about 90% accuracy and then you move on. Uh, is that so that, you know, people's brains stay engaged so they're still actively learning? Uh, I imagine if you get to 100%, then you're no longer it's too easy. You're no longer uh, engaged. Is that is that what you're after? Yeah, that's a great question too. And maybe I'll preface it with this. So, you know, one of the awesome things that I learned from my mentor, KK5 and IHO, is to always question yourself, is the practice that you're doing efficient? And when it comes to accuracy, um, and it kind of depends on what what your specific goal is. Um, certainly, in my opinion, if your proficiency is over or your accuracy is over 90%, your rate of learning is probably fairly uh, slow. And so, but then again, if it's under 50, mm, that's probably too difficult and you're probably not learning that quickly either in most cases. So it's about finding that optimal zone of just difficult enough. Okay, well, I've gone on way too long. Uh, let's take some check-ins. Uh, if you're out there, you're curious about CW, or maybe you find CW difficult, but you're curious to give it a try. Maybe you're a big fan and you use CW all the time. Uh, I find it interesting how many people get into CW and then find that that's you know, they're spending 100% of their time on HF doing CW. <laughs> um, it really grabs some people, but let's take some check-ins. Please give your call slowly and phonetically, and uh, if you have a question for Kurt, we'll take that. If not, please say no check comments, and we'll just acknowledge you and keep going, but we will check you in. So... Uh, Please give your call slowly and phonetically. Let's take some check-ins for the Absolute TechNet. Victor Echo 7, November Zulu, the 7 ended. 
Here is Kilo Bravo 3, Juliet Quebec, Quebec. Uh, just tuned in late, checking in, listening, learning. Five WKL Kilo Golf Five Whiskey Kilo Oscar Richard check it on. Number five America Quebec Mexico N five AQM. This is Kilo Mike Four Victor Papa Golf. Kilo Mike Four Victor Papa Golf Douglas and Fed Alabama. Roll Tide Roll. Check it in and listening. Fox Seven Juliet F Seven J eighteen mile bubble. November Charlie 5 Romeo NC 5R. Kilo India 5 Sierra India Charlie KI 5 SIC. Kilo Lima 7 Foggy Radio KL 7 Fox Romeo Mike Portable in Seattle, Washington. Whiskey 3 Mike Tango November Doug Elgin, South Carolina listening. Okay, Kilo, let's put the brakes on there. Oh. Delta Lima Juliet. Kilo Echo 8. Delta Lima Juliet. Ralph. 18 Wheels Mobile. Somewhere in Virginia. 2 Echo 0. November extra Kilo. 2 Echo 0. November extra Kilo. Monitoring standing by. Okay, let's put the brakes on there. Two Echo Zero November X Ray Kilo Kilo Echo Eight Delta Lima Juliet eighteen wheel mobile. We got two of those. W three WTM KL seven FR KI five SIC NC five R AF seven J also eighteen wheel mobile. Kilo Mike 4, Victor Papa Golf. Uh, N5 AQM. K, KG5 WKO. KB5 JQQ. And starting us off will be Victor Echo 7, November Adrian. Yep. V7NZ. How are you, Adrian? And... Uh, I'm pretty sure you're a big CW fan. Yeah, hi, Chris. Hi, Kurt. Pleased to meet you. Um, I have to say, I uh, I just got off a business call, and I turned on the net and heard the topic, and I was like, wow, this is my favorite topic. I love CW. I've been doing CW since I was a kid, when I was about, I don't know, 10 years old or less. And my brother and I set up light bulbs on each side of our door and some wires and some CW keys from Radio Shack and practiced doing it with light and then uh, progressed to sound and got my ham ticket when I was 15 and uh, you had to, had to do 10 words a minute back then and 15 words a minute before you were allowed voice privileges on HF so um, they kind of made you do it not sure I agree with that but I do anymore but I, uh, I'm very happy I did it and I, uh, I love, uh, love CW do the CWT contest uh, once or twice every Wednesday and uh, I just think to put it uh, a way that a, uh, an old ham said to me once, he said, it's kind of romantic, and I have to say there's just something magical about the fact that you can pick information out of the air. When a weak signal is coming in on HF with your headphones on, you can, you, can, you can decode just changes in the static level almost and just and, and pick out a message. It's, it's really quite something. I, uh, I didn't know uh, about this 
topic tonight and Kurt being on the net. I want to say thanks very much to Kurt for his site. I listen to the Morse Ninja practice sessions all the time on YouTube. I'm trying to get my 40-word-per-minute proficiency. I, I contested 40 words per minute, but uh, the diff difference between contesting and, uh, and rag-chewing is, is immense, as some people will say. Um, I don't know, uh, Chris, if uh, people talked about CWT or, or the CW, uh, CW Ops uh, group, um, but and the CW Academy. But if they didn't, I would encourage uh, maybe Kirk can say a few words, or somebody can jump in and say a few words about that, because that's a great way for people to get to get going. Back to net V three RWJ V seven NZ. Yeah, I think Kurt mentioned that's where he learned. Uh, there's also the Long Island CW Club, who have classes online, including a including a class for kids if you uh, have children in your family who might be interested in this. Maybe you can talk to them about, I don't know, learning to send secret coded messages. Uh, Kurt, any response to uh, what Adrian said? Um, well, welcome, Adrian. It's awesome <clears throat> that you've uh, really enjoyed CW for for a long period of time. And I would absolutely agree that there is just something magical um, operating CW. And for me, what I really enjoy is being able to head copy and you know, no type it as you hear it, no write it as you hear it. Just, you know, set back, not stressed, and just copy. To me, there's just something really magical about that when it all comes together and you know what the other person is saying. And you can really focus on the meaning of what's being sent and not, you know, stress trying to to really figure out what they're they're sending, and I would also agree that um, both the CW Ops's their CW Academy is a wonderful option, and also the Long Island CW Club. They have lots and lots of classes. I think 66 classes last uh, last I checked, and they cater to all levels of proficiency from just starting out to those really aspiring to QRQ or, or FAST code. Just letting the telemetry go by there. Okay, thanks for that. And uh, I do want to mention that everything on Morse Code Ninja, absolutely. Uh, Kurt's just putting all this out there for the community uh, to give back. So that's, you know, that's a, a huge amount of work on his part. Uh, KB3JQQ, you're up next. Uh, please go ahead. All right. Well, I was just kind of listening, learning. But anyway, uh, I'm interested in learning CW. I just got to learn the rest of the characters. The stuff I've learned, I can pull out pretty quick and do it pretty quick. But that's the thing. You got to be able to copy it. But I saw wrote in the text box on one somewhere, being a drummer, that I have to hear the characters fast enough to hear them as patterns. I, just, I do it too slow. It just becomes dots and dashes to me. And that's not what you want to learn. Back to net, KB3JQQ. Yeah, you certainly do not want to be counting the elements, the individual dots and dashes. Uh, yeah, who knows? Maybe you can map some, some CW characters to, uh, to the basic drum rudiments. There might be something there. Um, might be a way to make it stick. K 
KG5KWO. You're up next. Good evening. Oops, sorry about that. My key kind of didn't work. I was a novice way back in the 60s, and code for me just came beautiful. I mean, I was right up almost to extra plus level very quickly. Thing is, is the men that taught it to me taught the patterns, not the letters. And even now, after 45 years, I sat down W1AW, and at 13 words a minute, it became just easy to head listen and know what he was saying. No, this is what got me back in the hobby. Um, this has always been a passion, that and satellite hunting. My recommendation is do not get caught up in those dots and dashes. You'll have words per minute for the rest of your life. And I thank you for letting me in. This is my first time on the group here. Y'all have a great one. KG5WKO, back to you. Thank you for joining us and for uh, your comments there. Um, you mentioned W1AW. For those who don't know, that is a station run by the ARRL in the U.S. Uh, that sends code practice. Now, I, growing up, used to listen to that on the air. I used to listen to it on 40 meters. Uh, Kurt or anyone else, well, Kurt first, uh, do you know if that's available anywhere else? Is that available online, maybe streaming or uh, perhaps as a podcast? So the um, ARRL, they do allow you to download the previous transmissions uh, for practice, and so that can be a great resource, um, especially if, if you want a little bit more challenging content since tends to be more technical in nature. It is they're transmitting uh, sections of QST, and obviously that tends to be technical in nature, so it can be a little bit a little bit harder than even copying Rapture, in my opinion. Okay, but it is available online because uh, I'm sure we have a lot of people listening who are not necessarily on HF, and I hope we can cover some of the other ways people can use CW. Uh, the majority of it's on HF, of course, but for those of us who can't do HF, uh, hopefully there are some other options. I mean, you can Zoom or Skype with uh, a couple of practice oscillators, anything that generates a side tone, and uh, you know you can send code that way. Seems a little strange at first, but uh, it's it's another it's another option. Uh, N5AQM, you're up next. Good evening. What's your what's your relationship with uh, with Morse code? Well, good evening, uh, Scott and the net. N5AQM, Mike here in Chandler, Arizona. Well, I grew up in a ham household. Ever since I can remember, there was a tri-band beam on a tower in the backyard with wires strung everywhere. Never. Long story short, I'll keep this brief. Never got into ham radio, uh, even though my dad was pushing me. Just never did it. Uh, he was W3ZVY, now a silent key. Uh, but when I got in the military, I met uh, one of the guys that was an instructor in my electronics class was a ham, and he talked me into uh, getting into ham radio, which I did pretty quickly. And he taught me CW using the Farnsworth method, and that was 20-word-per-minute characters at 5-word-per-minute spacing. And before you knew it, I was running circles around him. So... When I went and took my ham tech test, I, I went and tested the general in New Orleans. I was stationed at Keesler Air Force Base in Biloxi. This is back in 1976. I, I, I took the uh, the extra code test, passed it, and then tested the general, but I didn't make the extra. So And I could never get back. 
to take the extra there. So I had 20 word event code credit that expired. Uh, and I have uh, uh, several logbooks still. I'm looking at them right now up on the shelf filled with, uh, I worked exclusively 20 and 40, I'm sorry, 15 and 40 meter CW stuff. The old man bought me a uh, Swan 270B. And being a radio guy, being a radio tech in the military, it was easy for me to maintain that and fix it and all that stuff. And really, that's all I did the whole time I was in Mississippi was to work uh, 20 and 40 CW. I had many skids with the old man back in Pennsylvania and had a great time, a lot of fond memories of that stuff. And uh, then, I let it, then I let it lapse. And now I can probably do maybe five or six, maybe seven words a minute in my head, no problem. Um, but I want to get back into it. I've, I've, I built a QCX a Mini, a QRP Labs QCX Mini that works great. Uh, but a lot of other things have gotten away, like Raspberry Pi since I retired, Raspberry Pi stuff and other other facets of ham radio plus model airplane building and flying. And I don't know where I ever found time to work, Scott. <laughs> I'm just pretty pretty busy with all that fun stuff. So that's it in a, a thumbnail sketch here. But I do want to get back into CW. And when I try to get on 20 meters, for example, with the QCX Mini, there's nobody to talk to. I've called CQ till I'm blue in the face, running 5 watts, and nobody ever comes back. So it's kind of discouraging in that regard. And I'm not a contester. Right? I have no interest in doing contests. I just want to make contacts, right, chew a little bit, and move on. So uh, back to you, Scott, and the net, and 5 AQM. And 5 AQM, VE3 RWJ. Uh, name is Chris. Scott did kick us off, though, and uh, did start us off, though, and we went. Uh, hopefully, your experience on 20 meters will improve. The bands are improving. The solar cycle's on the way up, so uh, it can only get better. Uh, Kilo Mike 4, Victor Papa Golf. How are things in Alabama, and uh, are you interested in CW at all? Kilo 4, VPG, Douglas, Fed, Alabama, Roll Tide, Roll. Uh... I was just listening. No, I, 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 I'm confused with CW. I don't have nothing to do CW. I've tried. I've looked at it. Would like to try to get around getting the stuff to do with the to learn it. Uh, I know. I'm glad they didn't have to have it to get the license. The reason I was so late in my life getting it because I, I ain't no way I could do the CW. But uh, like I said, I have looked at them, looked at it, and tried with a. Uh, uh, trying to get down the dot, dit, dot, dit, 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 dot, 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 but I, I couldn't do no spelling out. <laughs> I, wouldn't, I wouldn't get my message through if nobody understand it because I wouldn't even understand it. But uh, anyway, uh, I'm trying to listen and learn. Uh, if I can never find one that I can get, I'm going to try to get me a CW practice here to where I can try to learn it. But i got to get back on my general license and get it to get that general I've been off of it for a little while letting what I learned soak in and I got to get back into it before I forget what I already learned so with that uh, I'll be listening and trying to learn something KM4VPG back to that control thanks for that uh, over to you Kurt any encouragement for uh, for Doug there uh, yeah you know one thing that I would um, I guess offer as food for thought. There's been many times where I thought, you know, I will never reach X uh, proficiency, or it just felt really impossible. 
But what I found time and time again, no matter how impossible it seemed, it was only impossible until the day it was possible. And maybe that should be obvious, but I can't tell you how many times where I'm like, you know, I'm just never going to master 20 words a minute, standard spacing. Just no way. And then you do it. <laughs> um, it's really just a matter of making sure that uh, you can practice um, ideally a couple times a day for even just 15 minutes. If you can do that fairly consistently, um, you're bound to make progress, especially if you, um, you know, have a mentor or uh, work with the CW Academy program or the Long Island CW Club, having a mentor um, to help you if you get stuck on something can really be a great benefit. But even if that that's not your thing and you want to do self-study, um, aiming just for 15 minutes twice a day would be ideal. Um, but I know you can do it. Um, it's just a matter of putting time in and really making sure that you enjoy the practice itself. Otherwise, you're likely to just give up and just be like, you know, this isn't for me. But truthfully, I love practicing, and I still do it just for the fun of it. I really, really enjoy it. Uh, back to Annette. Thanks, Kurt. That's excellent. Um, hope that helps, Doug. And next up is Alpha Foxtrot 7 Juliet. Tom, how are you? Wherever you're mobiling to tonight, and uh, any interest in CW? Do you use it? Are you curious about it? What's your uh, What's your take on all this? Tom, seven day, eighteen mil mobile over here in Colorado, somewhere between Gibson, Colorado, and Grand Junction, Colorado. Um, I do have interest in CW. I'm taking and doing it my own way. Um, I uh, started learning it, listening to it. Yeah, I've listened to it slow. I've listened to it fast. Um, the thing is, when you have a learning disability or or your mind just can't can't absorb it quite well when it's really fast, you have to slow it down to where you can start understanding it and then winding it. You know, uh, that's the other thing. When you're sending it, um, you know, some people say, no, just use a straight key, and some say use a paddle, ibionic paddle or whatever. So my question is, how do you deal with sending more code or, or receiving, you know, to, how do you deal with the fact of, of learning disabilities, people that have anxiety that, that uh, and stuff like that, you know, and that's that's my question. Okay, uh, Kurt, any response there? Yeah, well, great having you here, Tom. And, you know, one thing that I can uh, certainly empathize with firsthand is anxiety. Um, you know, especially if you're going to make your first contact, but even, you know, some of us um, are more naturally inclined to experience anxiety for one reason or another. And anxiety itself can make it much more difficult to copy. And so, you know, really taking the time to relax, kind of focusing on 
you know, your posture, are you really tense? Um, and, you know, maybe some breathing exercises can help. But I think part of, you know, learning itself can be putting your mind at ease. Um, you know, I know as um, I started practicing at higher speeds, there can be this, oh my God moment, like this is just crazy. <laughs> and, you know, you kind of freak out, like this is just too fast. But really just going, okay, it's okay if I miss. Um, if I miss something, that's okay. If it's online, um, you know, if I'm in a QSO, just accepting that, that, you know, I'm not going to copy 100%. Maybe it's just even uh, QSV, uh, fading, it just happens. It's not anything that we can control. Um, so I, I think addressing the anxiety, um, especially when learning, can go a long way to helping you um, have some initial success. As far as uh, learning disability, I, I really am not an expert in that area, so I can't really say. Um, but as far as, I think there is another question embedded, uh, learning on straight key versus paddle. Oh my, there are a lot of pros and cons of learning to send on one versus the other, and that would take a while to, to completely answer. Okay. Um, I also don't have much to say about learning disabilities, or I don't, you know, I'm certainly not qualified to, to uh, opine about that. But uh, I know from trying to copy CW myself, I find that if I miss a character or maybe several characters, uh, I chase after them. I get my brain sticks to that and goes, okay, what did I miss? What did I miss? What did I miss? And by then, a few more characters have gone by. Whereas if I could just relax and go, okay, I missed that. I missed those characters, but I'll get the next ones. Uh, then it'll, you know, it works much better. Whereas if I kind of freak out, uh, I'll never catch up. You know, I get stuck on what I missed. Whereas uh, if I could just, if you can let it go and try and get the next characters uh it's easier I, uh, as a musician it's it's similar to if i make a mistake if i just let that go and keep playing uh keep playing the song instead of oh my god i screwed up how do i fix it uh is that can you identify with that kurt oh absolutely um in fact it's one of the things <clears throat> i think that we all have to master at, at some point and for me, I struggled a lot with that at one point. And one exercise that helped was practice missing. I know this sounds crazy, maybe it is, but I would practice saying, you know, I'm just gonna miss the first 10 seconds of this five minute practice run. Just gonna daydream and then I'm gonna jump right in. And so just practicing missing and just like relaxing, just saying, you know, don't care. It's just practice. It actually helped me. I don't know if it helped anyone else, but certainly, um, you know, finding what works for you, becoming comfortable and missing um, is a skill in and of itself. And I guess just not losing sight of that. And once you master it 
and becoming comfortable missing something and just picking right back up, um, you know, that's that's a major milestone in my opinion, uh, back to net control. Yeah, I certainly never thought of uh, doing that intentionally as an exercise, but that's that's great. Uh, I'm going to try that because that's something I'm I'm working on too. Being able to just accept and move on. And uh, Robert, how are you doing tonight? Uh, are you uh, are you a fan of CW? Are you interested in CW? What's your what's your take on all this? Good evening, Chris. Uh, thanks for doing the net. You guys are doing a great job. It's fun to hear about all this. Well, I uh, I, I had an interesting experience with CW. I did uh, pass the uh, twenty word a minute uh, CW uh, code test for the extra class uh, exam, uh, which we had here in the U.S. back when I was first licensed. Um, but the way I did it was I, I was taught to sit at a keyboard, a computer keyboard. And, and as soon as I heard a character, write it down, type it in, um, press the key on the keyboard, and move on to the next character. And, uh, you know, that, that is a great way to, at least it was for me, to take the test. I took the 20-word-a-minute test and only made two or three mistakes uh, in, in what I copied. But at the time I was copying it, had no idea what I had copied. Um, because I, I did it, I just entered the character as soon as I heard it, recognized it, moved on to the next one. And I could recognize the characters really fast. But I'm really intrigued about this idea of whole word recognition. And I'm about to retire from my job and I'll have more time to play radio and I might just start experimenting with this whole word learning. Uh, I'd like to try that. It's, it's intriguing. Thanks for the info. NC5R, back to net. Okay, thanks, Robert. Uh, Kurt, any comment on, uh, I guess, copying as you're writing it down as you're copying versus uh, versus head copy? Well, it's great having you here, Robert. And I empathize, actually, with your experience. Um, what you're describing, uh, typing it as you hear it, that's that's really muscle memory based instant character recognition. And when I first started learning, I was gun ho on on typing it as I hear it. Because one thing that's interesting is that muscle memory is one of our strongest memories. So I don't I, I don't think there's studies that prove it, but I'm pretty sure that it's easier to acquire compared to head copy instant character recognition and um, because the muscle memory literally you don't consciously know what it is that you're receiving until you read it and that's just weird um, and the one thing that I had read and then later found to be true is that your your maximum speed that you can attain keyboard copying is about half your sustained typing speed. I'm not entirely sure why that's the case. My hypothesis is that there's a lot of multitasking going on um, while you're, you're trying to keyboard copy um, because you, you know, you're listening for what's coming in. You might be reading what you're typing and trying to infer the meaning. 
but certainly um, it, it is a little bit different transitioning to head copy with instant character recognition. And it's, it's fairly natural to transition to instant word recognition. Um, I have a lot of practice sets that can help you make that transition um, from instant character recognition with head copy to instant word recognition. Um, a lot of people have problems with what I call word dropping. So even if you get to the point where you recognize the word, you, you just don't have the mental capacity to hold on to it. You just throw it away. And then, so you recognize each word, but you have no idea what was sent. And that's really frustrating. Um, and so I develop uh, a practice series called the sets of X words. Um, they're really engrams, so they're very familiar word combinations to help overcome that. But there's other practice sets to, to help you master instant word recognition. Back to net control. Okay. Uh, that's very interesting about keyboard copying. Uh, I'm, a, I'm quite a fast touch typist, so... Uh, knowing that I'll only be able to attain maybe half that speed uh, will keep me from typing things <laughs> as I hear them. Um, I forget the website. There is a website that uh, will play you Morse characters uh, with a pause between them, and you basically type each character as you hear it, or read, you know immediately after hearing it, and. For me, I tried it, and for me, I almost go into a maybe a trance, or uh, I zone out. And after five minutes of that, I'm you know I'm just kind of numb. And if you asked me what was the last thing you typed, I don't think I could tell you. So uh, doing that for a few minutes convinced me it was a, maybe not the way to go, because um, it was it was easy. I could certainly do it, but I was on autopilot. I wasn't really you know, I wasn't really engaged. Uh, next up, uh, Kilo India 5, Sierra India Charlie. Uh, good evening. Over to you. Thanks, Chris and Kurt. Uh, so, Kurt, I've looked at the website. Uh, fantastic. And I guess I want to ask, ask a couple of quick questions, you know, based on what uh, Robert NC5R said. I've kind of mastered the letters. Um, by sounds, and I heard the Suzuki method earlier. I thought that was pretty fascinating. I was a drummer in my youth, and that's kind of how we learned is we would kind of, we called it fruit salad. We would name the patterns, and that brought faster recall. But I'm having a hard time shifting to the words, which is what we're discussing now. And the other question I had was, what are the don'ts besides the obvious, like counting the bits and dots and looking at it, et cetera? Is there any other big gotchas? And uh, I'll turn it back to you, Chris, and Net Control, KI5SIC. Great question. Uh, any other don'ts, Kurt, or uh, pitfalls to avoid? Well, it's great having you here. Um, I will mention, if you are on my website, I have a page called Advice, and I have pretty much an enumeration of the do's and don'ts. <clears throat> but probably the biggest thing which has been mentioned before is learning Morse code at less than probably 13 words a minute just because at some point, even if you tell yourself, I don't, I don't think I'll ever want to go faster, you will. 
<laughs> and then a lot of people struggle to overcome this, what seems like an insurmount, insurmountable barrier crossing, usually the 10 to 13 words a minute. So avoiding that, avoiding, you know, the sound alikes, that um, is really hard to let go. And learning with any kind of uh, visual representation of the Morse code, you know, both of these things are just avoiding mental processes. You really want to get to just instant character recognition. You hear it and just, you know what it is. It pops in your mind without any conscious thought. And the same goes for, you know, if you are using the Farnsworth method, if there's enough word space where you, you find that you're repeating that sound in your mind, you probably need to shorten it. Um, because that's going to become a crutch and it'll be difficult to overcome. And we already talked about if you're really stressed, um, it can be really stressful, even if it's just practice, just relaxing. Uh, really taking note of your state of mind. Make sure you're um, really in a state of mind that's conducive to just copying. Um, as far as your second question, maybe I should pause for a second. B-E-1-W-I-N. Sorry, Kurt. Uh, were you done there and passing it back to me? Uh, sorry about that. Uh, the app, I don't know, it showed that I was transmitting, but I wasn't. <laughs> uh, luckily, your audio broke through, though. Uh, the other thing I was going to mention on your second question there are quite a few options for how to transition uh, from uh, just copying individual letters to shifting the words, and it kind of depends on where you're at. So if you can reliably copy individual letters, then the next step would be to copy two characters and then three characters. Um, that's not too hard to hold in your mind at one time. And then, um, so you can either, as a next step, um, you can jump straight to words if you can handle at least two characters. Um, I have a practice set that's just two letter words. There's not a ton of them. Um, and once you master that, you can go to three letter words. But it's, as far as where you kind of go or which practice sets, it kind of depends on what your next immediate goal might be. Uh, back to not control. Okay, thanks, Kurt. Uh, Graham, does that help? Thanks again for the website. Fantastic. Great topic tonight, guys. Thank you very much. Uh, KI5, SIC, back to net control. Okay, glad you're enjoying it. Uh, KL7FR, not in Alaska tonight. Uh, how are you and any interest in learning CW? Hello, Chris, and hello to everyone on the Absolute TechNet. This is KL7 Frozen Radio, portable in Seattle, Washington, so I've thought out an audio radio. And uh, I'm a new ham. I'm also really new CW. I did register with LCW Online website and started learning to copy. I couldn't copy at 20 words a minute, so I slowed it down to 13 and I can copy some, but not anywhere near 90%. I've only done it a few times, and 
Uh, I've been having some drops and background noise here, so my questions were very similar to Tom's, and I didn't hear the response. And is there any preference for a total newbie to start with a paddle key or a straight key? And uh, I'm more down here, so I'll turn it back to net control. Glad even though I'm traveling, I can get into the absolute tech net. Thanks for a great net. KL7, Foggy Radio, back to the net. Okay, uh, over to you, Kurt. And again, it's uh, straight key versus cat versus paddle. I'm a straight key fan uh, because you have to, you know, form each element yourself and really feel the the rhythm of it. But uh, uh, any more thoughts on that sort of ongoing debate? Oh, absolutely. <clears throat> so I'll wade in gently into the uh, everlasting debate about whether it's better to start with a straight key or a paddle. So I'll just give you the two biggest pros uh, for each. So on a straight key, um, probably the biggest pro is that you you have a tendency to really feel that underlying rhythm um, and that for some people that can really help during the um, learning to copy. Um, probably the biggest downside is if you're not really careful with your learning and if you're not getting good feedback about how well formed your characters are, it can be really hard to undo that muscle memory that you've developed. So having some type of feedback, whether it's um, a mentor of some kind who can give you that feedback in real time, um, there's several programs that you can use, software programs that will give you feedback if you see that what you're sending is, is what it is, then that's good. As far as the, the paddle, the, probably the biggest pro is that it's the quickest way to be prepared to have your first QSO. So it takes less time to master the paddle uh, for most people. And, you know, probably in your first QSO, you can focus more on copying and maybe less worried about sending correctly. But the biggest con probably is initially you may not really feel that sense of rhythm and having learned on the paddle myself um, I didn't really feel that rhythm until much later I would say probably until I was gaining some proficiency at 30 words a minute I didn't really feel it um, but for me I really noticed that, that rhythm the faster I listen to code. Um, it's it's really there for me. Um, hopefully that helps. Um, there's lots of, of things to read online uh, in terms of pros and cons that might help you make an informed decision. Uh, back to net control, and thanks for the great question. Dick Alpha Seven, Romeo Leon Bravo. Okay, uh, the Victor Alpha Seven station. We got you in there. We'll. Uh, we'll be taking check-ins again fairly soon, but we got you in there, so we'll come to you uh, soon. Uh, thanks, Mike. I hope that was uh, helpful. 
to Echo Zero, November X-Ray Kilo uh, over in the UK. Welcome to the Absolute TechNet. Uh, sorry to take so long getting to you. I know it's it's uh, very late in the evening there. To Echo Zero, November X-Ray Kilo uh, in Milton Keynes, UK. Are you there? Nothing heard. It is after 1 a.m. there, so... Uh, apologies for taking so long to get to you. And uh, if you come back, we will uh, we'll go to you right away. Whiskey 3, Whiskey Tango Mike, you're up next. Welcome to the Absolute Technet. Uh, yes, thank you. It's actually Whiskey 3, uh, Mike Tango November. It's Doug in Elgin, South Carolina. Just very interested, just listening and learning. First time on the net. Appreciate it. I'm going to go back to the net and just listen. Thank you so much. Okay. Uh, thank you very much. Glad you're enjoying it. Kilo Echo 8, Delta Lima Juliet, you're up next. Welcome to the Absolute Technet. Vibroplex is probably 
the most notable or most well-known uh, semi-automatic key. Um, and oh, one last little thing Tida is going to mention, as far as um, getting kind of freaked out about you know missing something and then having to pick back up where you left off. One thing that, that helped me that uh, I think Joe mentioned it in class one day, he's like, there are no professional amateur radio operators, none. <laughs> if you make a mistake, that's okay. Back to that control. Yep, there's no quiz. Uh, the Coast Guard doesn't use this stuff anymore. I don't know if the military still does does uh, CW at all. Maybe as an elective or something. Um, but yeah, there's no pressure. It's not like brain surgery. No one's going to die if you miss a word. Uh, so I hope that helps. Uh, what is a cootie or sideswiper? Uh, I believe that's another mechanical kind of key, is it not? Uh, indeed. Um, <clears throat> in this case, um, I've never used one, but essentially, if you're familiar with the paddle, you're you know typically using your thumb and your uh, forefinger to you know, touch one side of the paddle and then the other. So in a traditional paddle, that is making the dits and daws, but, and then it allows a squeezing motion typically. Um, but a cootie is a little bit different in that, um, I don't know, it's, it's kind of hard to, to describe. You're still typically using a side-to-side -side motion, but... I actually can't explain it just on the spot easily. Um, perhaps not control, you can help me out here. I've never used one, but I would call it almost a double-sided straight key. So a straight key, you move in one direction, the contacts close, and you get signal. Uh, you let go of it, it moves the other way, and uh, the contacts are, you know, Contact is lost, and it no longer generates a tone or, or sends a signal. Uh, even that, I'm I'm screwing it up. But uh, a cootie or side swiper, you're you're making contact in two directions, left or right, or if you have it flipped over, uh, up and down. Uh, so some people will move it back and forth. Like if you had three, if you were sending, let's say, three dots in a row, uh, whereas a, where a paddle, you would the dots are on one side and the dashes are on the other. With this, you can just go back and forth, dot dot dot, or dit dit dit, uh, and that might be you know right left right or left right left or down up down. Uh, anyway, I've probably confused everybody, but. Uh, that's how I that's how I kind of think of it. Victor Alpha Seven Romeo, sorry. Victor Alpha Seven Romeo Lima Bravo, uh, you're up next. Welcome to the Absolute TechNet, and uh, what are your thoughts on CW? This is Victor Alpha Seven Romeo Lima Bravo. Yeah, I've got my license a couple years now, and it's got my interest. Okay, uh, so is CW something you're you're thinking about learning? Uh, 
Are you looking for where to start? Yeah, I have two antique paddles from my uh, my neighbor. The, the he is a silent key, and I got a nice HF radio with uh, a Yaesu FTD DX twelve hundred. So something I'm going to look at and uh, pretty soon get into. And I'm just uh, setting up this tri-band radio that uh, uh, an which is not bad. That's great. Uh, well, I hope listening to this has given you some ideas of, of where to start. You know, maybe an online class or maybe checking out the, uh, the Morse Code Ninja website. We're at the bottom of the list and ready to take more check-ins. Uh, if you'd like to join the Absolute TechNet, please give your call sign slowly and phonetically. Net control, please copy Alpha Echo 7 Micromio. Alpha Echo 7 Micromio, Mr. Terry, AE7 MR. Kilo Alpha 1, United Lima, November, Nisi, in Massachusetts. Net control, please copy N3NTV. November 3, November Tango Victor, Dave, Mobert, South Dakota. Net control, this is Kilo 6 Papa, Kilo Lima, K6 PKO. Zero, Zulu Uniform Yankee, Phil from Kansas. Okay, that last station, Zulu Uniform Yankee, uh, I missed the first part of your call. Can I get it again? Kilo Echo Zero, uh, Zulu Uniform Yankee. Okay, Kilo Echo Zero, Zulu Uniform Yankee, got you in there. Um, sounds like you're dialing DTMF-1 at the start of your transmissions. Uh, you might want to check your radio there. You might have the, the wires function turned on. Anyway, we'll get to you in just a second. Uh, first up is Mr. Terry, Alpha Echo 7 Mike Romeo. How are you this evening? And... Uh, are you a fan of CW? Echo uh, seven, Mike Romeo. I should be. I was. Uh, <clears throat> uh, I went through the class uh, through the military. Uh, the military teaches you a straight key for for one reason: because put your arm on anything, and that's why you you're able to get the the rhythm uh, established according to the, <clears throat> the way they taught me. Uh, I I failed it, but I still learned it. Uh, I learned it. But uh, non-use, I've, I've got to start over again. And that, uh, myself, uh, I've been playing with a, a, a couple of YouTube videos that, that are musically inclined since I'm a guitarist. Uh, it makes more sense to me to, to understand the, uh, the rhythm of it through the, through the tone of the music as well. Um, and that... Uh, but uh, you know that's what they taught us: is your your rhythm is established because your arm is not touching anything. Um, and that um, uh, oh, snap, I had another spot, but uh, uh, it, it went away. So, but, yeah, I, I I'm uh, in the process of, of relearning it myself. Uh, I was a flashlight coder in Scouts, and so I even had, I, you know so I already had a, a basic knowledge of it uh, and that. But anyway, uh, uh, good subject, subject tonight, and I, like I said, I had another thought, and that was the more important one, and you know, it's gone. So back to that, thank you for having this subject. AE7MR, Mr. Terry, Junction City, Oregon, Junction City Rehab. 
I'll pick for seven micro. Thanks, Terry. And uh, good luck relearning the code. Kilo Alpha One, Uniform Lima November. Good evening. Welcome to the Absolute TechNet. Oh, yeah, thank you. Name is Nisi. Um, Kurt, you have a really nice QRZ page. I like it, and I like the information you're sharing. Um, I don't want a conflict, but I do run a uh, very slow CW net. On NetLogger, Sunday night, 8 p.m. Eastern Time. Five words per minute or less. Um, I try to, uh, I have um, exchanges. The exchanges are the, like the exchange we did last night was the ARL 10-meter CW contest that's coming up this coming weekend. So we practice that. It's basically 599 in your state, two-letter state code. So I try to practice. Um, I want everybody to be able to hear 599 or 5NN. So I drill that into people's heads, make sure they hear 5NN. Or seven three, make sure they can hear it. Hear it first. Um, and then everybody goes through the net doing the they we have point QSOs, loggable QSOs. And um people start um hearing their call call signs, seven three, five and in. Um, and it's just amazing. Um, I've been doing this five years, and it's amazing how how much um, people can start. Let me just reset. Kilo Alpha One United to Lima November. Um, so I've seen some amazing things. The first two weeks, I tell people just uh, you know just listen, listen to the keysos people are doing. I I put on the NetLogger's AIM screen, the exchange, um, and I don't know, it goes pretty well. People really like it. People come back. People have been there for five years. There's, we have, um, depending on the time of year, at this time of year, there's, uh, like last night, there was about, I don't know, 15, with very rare states. <laughs> Montana, Washington, uh, we have Hawaii. <laughs> so that's another good thing. I'm hoping to get North Dakota. That's a very rare state. So um, I really enjoy CW. I did the 100 Aero 160 contest this past weekend. I, um, I started it for me. And it has turned out to this. Five years later, it's still going. So, thank you so much for running this. Okay, KA1ULNV3RWJ in the net. Thank you very much for your check-in, and uh, great you're running in the net. 
and uh, helping people with with the code. We yes, we have had some contests lately. Uh, I think the worldwide sweepstakes was not too long ago too. Uh, I just want to mention another great club people can check out: uh, the Straight Key Century Club, who are focused on mechanical devices, mostly straight keys. Uh, but I don't know if you'll find a more friendly group of people uh, who are very well organized and uh, helpful. Uh, are you a Are you a Straight Key Century Club uh, member, Kurt? Um, first of all, I'll say thanks, Nisi, for uh, running a net for five years. That, that's a wonderful accomplishment. Um, and, you know, no matter what speed that you're using CW on the air, it's really just a, a joy. And I would agree, SKCC is a friendly bunch. It's easy to schedule uh, QSO, and, you know, Everything feels very low stakes. It's pretty easy going. Um, another resource for if you are interested in learning how to contest with CW, the K1 USN Kilowatt 1 uniforms here in November um, has a slow uh, contest, quote unquote, um, and it's a max speed of, of 20 words a minute, but um, Commonly, I would say between 10 and 20 words a minute, I think probably is the most common, but you may even find five words a minute. Um, and I would expect people to come back to you if you're calling um, CQ in that contest, even at five words a minute. So that's, that's another awesome opportunity that comes around every week. Uh, back to net control. Yeah, uh, that's excellent. Thanks for, for mentioning that, K1USN. Uh, Sprints, I guess they are. Uh, if you go to contestcalendar.com, you can always see the the uh, which contests are coming up. Contestcalendar.com. November three, November Tango Victor, you're up next. Welcome to the Absolute TechNet. Hi, good evening, everybody. Afternoon, morning. It's uh, doing good here. I heard just asked about the about CW. Um, it's, uh, I'm, it's I'm not I'm not a CW fan. Uh, actually, I never thought about getting my ham ticket until a friend of mine notified me they dropped the code requirement. Then the same person a few few years later introduced me to amateur TV, and I was hooked. So, uh, well, when I left Baltimore, so did my <laughs> TV stuff because the, where I live now, there is no uh, I'm the only ham in the area, so. Well, in town, so I still have my equipment, but there's no one to watch me. But now nah, I'm, I still believe the ham should be heard as well as seen. So, but we're just getting ready to do uh, our net uh, Christmas Eve. But just in here watching hockey, enjoying some vacation time. I got three more days off, then the weekend, and go back to work. But I, I love the phone aspect. Love talking to people. Love hearing their voices, their expressions, and. I'm I'm just not a fan of CW. I know people love it. I have a cousin who is uh, he's strictly CW, and uh, to each his own, each his own. So I'll never put it down, but it's just not my thing. With that, back to that N3 NTV, David, Mobridge, South Dakota. Yep, thanks, David. Uh, 
you're right. It's not necessarily for everyone. You know, some people are really grabbed by it and uh, others aren't. That's what's great about this hobby, though. There's so many, so many different things you can get into. K6PKL, good evening, and uh, welcome to the Absolute Tech. Okay, I'll say that my experience with CW was awful. Uh, what happened to me was the fact that uh, I it t- it took uh, it caused me uh, a delay of several years before I got an amateur radio license. And what happened was I got the I took the the novice uh, novice exam, and then it was only good for one year and non renewable, and that really messed things up. And Finally, I went in and I was able to pass it five words a minute. And I get on, I get on with a QSO like on ten meters or whatever. And about a half hour, an hour after I started uh, on there, I'd get a really bad headache. Now I couldn't use a straight key, so I ended up getting a that electronic clip, you know. So, and and that's what I used on there with a Century Twenty One, the transceiver. So, and by the way, that transceiver was end up given to a ham. Down Puerto Rico, he, I said, if you pay the shipping, I said, I'll send it to you. So I sent him that paddle, and uh, I never looked back, and, and I never used a CW. Okay, I think you, I think you finished there, uh, William. It dropped, so uh, I think you were done. And that's great about donating, donating the rig. Uh, Tentex certainly make popular CW equipment. I don't think they make new radios anymore, but uh, I know their radios are highly prized among the the CW crowd. Thanks for joining us. I got to carry on here. We have about 15 minutes left. Uh Kilo Echo 0 Zulu Uniform Yankee. Uh welcome to the Absolute Technet. Kilo Echo 0 Uniform Yankee or Zulu Uniform Yankee, sorry. Uh hopefully I'm doing a little better and still getting used to my new radio. Uh as for the question of I am just learning uh, the ham radio stuff, so CW is a little bit new. Um, it is intriguing. I'm hoping to learn more as I go along. So, And I know that they do have uh, programs to actually do the CW on computer to go over ham radio. So either way, I am to uh, learn all that and be a uh, good use for, for it. So uh, Kilo Echo Zero, Zulu Uniform Yankee, back to net control. Okay, thanks for joining us, and uh, hope you do get interested and uh, give CW a shot at some point in your in your ham radio. I almost said ham radio career, but it's not really a career, but ham radio life. How's that? We can take a couple more check-ins before we wrap it up for the night. We still have, uh, let's say, fifteen minutes left. So, uh, any other check-ins for the Absolute TechNet? Our topic tonight is CW. Please go ahead and give your call slowly and phonetically. Uh, Victor Echo 1, W-I-N. 8, Uniform Tango. Papa Juliet 7, Alpha Romeo. Papa Juliet 7, Alpha Romeo. Let's try this again. Kilo Charlie 7, Yankee Fox Echo. Kilo Charlie 7. Yankee Fox, Trot Echo, Dale, Roseburg, Oregon, mobile. Okay, I'm going to take Dale first because you're mobile. And I'm going to go in uh, reverse order. So I'm going to take Dale, then the DX station. Uh, KC7YFE, how are you tonight? And 
Do you do CW? Are you interested in CW? What's your What's your take on this? Yeah, Joel from ABC7 YFP. Thank you for a good night. And thank you for being our host. A little bit of CW is a matter of starting to get back into practicing it a little bit. We've got another thing I'm trying to trying to do at the moment, but I've been going to the other five in our their lesson there and got through the first 20. But I'm going to go back to those in a little bit. Yeah, I'm uh, kind of like CW because uh, I've done it, heard it before, and it sounds uh, rather interesting. I just got to get back into it and maybe get back on HF and uh, study it a little more and see the cells and all that. So, anyway, uh, I want to thank you for a good net there, net control. Um, I didn't get your call, but that's uh, that's cool, I and mean, we'll get it some other time. Uh, so, with that, uh, this is KC7YFE Mobile back to net. And uh, thank you all for being here. Keep coming back. Thanks, Dale. Uh, thanks for supporting the Absolute TechNet so much. Uh, KC7YFE from VE3RWJ. And, uh, yep, keep at it. Keep at CW. Uh, I was out of the hobby for 27 years, but when I came back into it, uh, I still remembered the characters. You know, I uh, couldn't really copy words again, but... Uh, I hadn't completely lost it. Uh, Papa Juliet 7, Alpha Romeo, good evening. Welcome to the Absolute TechNet. Okay, thank you very much, Net Control. Papa Juliet 7, Alpha Romeo. Good night, everybody. On frequency, very interesting topic. Um, I, I am also new to the ham radio. Uh, my license is uh, almost one month old as we speak. Um, the topic of CW, for me in the beginning it was uh, something uh, for the military guys, something to do with secret codes, but as you learn more about the ham hobby, you learn that uh, it's for all of us. But um, for my side, I can say I am a master of only SOS and CQ. That is all I can do with the paddle. I am a master of CQ and a master of SOS. I can save my life, and that's about it uh, for CW for me. I am more of a people person, uh, QSOs on HF bands, on digital modes. But uh, the CW, every time I try to start by learning on an application I have on my mobile phone, I fall asleep. So it's going to be a little hard for me because uh, sitting quiet, hearing dots and dots, will make me fall asleep, so <laughs> that is my problem on this side. Okay, though. Thank you very much for the opportunity, Net. Um, carry on. I will be on a listening side. Papa Juliet 7, Alfa Romeo. Thank you very much, Aaron, and uh, I hope you join us again. We're here every week, uh, starting at 7 Eastern on Tuesday nights. And uh, Kurt, fairly quickly, any tips for uh, for staying alert for for trying to maintain uh, maintain focus? Yeah, a couple of tidbits. <clears throat> so one thing, a couple of people have maybe mentioned it's a little bit more difficult, um, kind of paying attention or being as excited. And one thing I read at some point in time and have definitely found true is that as my proficiency has increased, my enjoyment has increased. 
and I suspect many <clears throat> many people find that to be true. So something to keep in mind that you know as you get closer to your proficiency goal, your enjoyment and your engagement probably is going to go up. Um, but as far as just not falling asleep, I think the key is to um, make sure that the practice isn't too hard and that you're not going at it for too long. And so you kind of have to balance that um, as far as what's too hard or too easy. If it's, if it's perceived as being really hard, um, maybe 30 seconds and then pause for a couple minutes or maybe five, do it again. Um, but kind of interval practice, um, you know, think of it as doing shorter sets. If you're familiar with weightlifting, um, perhaps a similar kind of idea can help um, to make sure that you're not pushing yourself beyond really what you can 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 do uh, back to that control. Yeah, uh, I find, at least from, you know, as a beginner, uh, I find I run out of energy pretty quick, too. Uh, I'm just, I'm not used to focusing uh, or listening as, as actively as that. Uh, so I was, I was surprised when I got back into, into code, uh, how quickly I just sort of, uh, how quickly I just sort of overload and need to take a break. Uh, next up, I think I got this call right. November 8, Uniform Tango. Welcome to the Absolute Technet. Well, thank you very much. I was wondering if I was able to get in here or not. I really enjoy this that every Tuesday. Uh, I passed my 20 words a minute back in the early 90s. Uh, doing it the hard way, it took me months and months, and I actually had not passed the 13 words a minute. But when they said, uh, you want to try the 20, I said, yeah. And they were amazed I didn't write anything down. But I, I had, I just barely made it, don't get me wrong, but there I was, uh, I had passed just with a hair of my chinny chin chin. And uh, what had made the difference is I had talked to a friend of mine and he said, practice at 22 words a minute. You'll feel the rhythm, you'll start hearing complete words. And he was right. And all I could tell the guy when he came around with the answer sheet was, Hand me that sheet before I forget it. Because he looked at my paper and I didn't have anything written. Uh, I'll take a break for time here. Since I got got that, that was a long time ago, and I, I have since been through a traffic accident where I incurred brain injury. And my short-term memory is pretty well fried, so I'm having to relearn it, relearn the code, and relearn everything over again. And it... It's been so difficult. I got to thinking that how does a child learn a language? They don't start out by the parents teaching them the ABCs. They don't teach them the alphabet. They teach them the sound of mama and daddy, you know, da-da. They don't teach them M-A-M-A. And I'm taking that approach and creating my own practice tapes with complete words. And that seems to come more natural to me than trying to sort out dits and dahs. So I 
just thought I'd throw that in there. And the worst enemy anybody can ever have in learning the, car the characters is a piece of paper with them written down. Uh, throw that away. If you got one, throw it away because it'll, it'll stick in your mind forever and you'll never get rid of it. It'll hold you up. Uh, my advice uh, and my experiment, I'll let you know how it goes with time. This is NAUT. Back to Nat. Thank you. Thank you so much, Ralph. And listen, I think it's great that we had uh, a success story near the end here uh, that echoes a lot of what we've been saying tonight as far as how to approach this. Kilo Foxtrot 4, Kelly Kelly Yankee. Kilo Foxtrot 4, Kelly Yankee. Just checking in, late check in. Like listening to you folks. Uh, Papa Juliet 7, Alfa Romeo, I have a question. To EYM. Hey, uh, I'll take uh, uh, VE1WIN and then N2DYN, Angelo. VE1WIN, good evening. Yeah, good evening, Net Control. I do CW. I've been practicing CW. I've been licensed for... Eh, uh, 19 years? No, 18 years. Sorry, 18 years, yeah. No, 17 years. I had to think about that. But I was thinking my, when I, what year I got licensed. Uh, other than that, uh, yeah, I've got a little here, thing here, but I've got to fix it. It does. It takes a battery, and i got to... i got to look and get one of those MFJ ones, I think, is what I'm going to get. Our club used, had a couple of them there, and I'm no longer a member of the club, so I'm going to have to go buy one when I'm in the States, maybe. So with that, uh, enjoy the net every week, and turn it back to net control. B1WIN, B3RWJ. Okay, uh, best of luck practicing and uh, learning the code. Thank you for checking in with us. And N2DYN, Angelo, any thoughts on CW? Good evening, everybody. Thanks for calling the net there, Chris. Yeah, I used to enjoy CW. I, t I, uh, I did pass the 20 words a minute, never took the theory for the extra, and uh, always enjoyed it. Interestingly enough, though, I found that if I wasn't listening to it with uh, headphones, I was distracted and didn't copy as well. Um, I tried to get my wife to become a ham back when uh, CW was still mandatory, and she was so excited about things. She passed she aced the theory because she was a science major. And she thought she had the Morse code nail, but unfortunately what happened was she memorized the tapes that she was studying with. And so she thought she, <laughs> needless to say, that didn't work out very well. But, yeah, and I, I concur that if, you, uh, if you're if you going to learn the code, even if you're learning the, the slower speeds, try to speed up the character and then space it out so you can think about it if you're going to do it that way. But... It can be a lot of fun. Uh, and when you start getting tired and frustrated, you walk away from it. You can always come back. How back to you, Chris, and to DYN. Thanks a lot, Angelo. All great points. And we are right at the end. We're right up against it here and losing connections. So uh, I'm going to pass it right back to Scott and for UPC to wrap it up. And this is V3RWJ. Alrighty, <clears throat> get rid of that real quick. Uh, thank you very much, Chris, for hosting tonight. Uh, we greatly appreciate it. And uh, Kurt, 
thank you much for uh you know agreeing to uh chris's interview and uh being here and answering a ton of questions uh it was very interesting and i know i'll be checking out the ninja site uh that's for sure also want to thank everyone that checked in tonight everybody that listened along I want to thank all the the big networks the little networks the little guys just thanks to everybody be sure to join us next week uh same time same channel 7 p.m uh, eastern time for another edition of the absolute tech net from mike chris and myself uh this is scott in for upc um good night everybody again thank you for joining us the net is now closed 7-3 everybody see you next week great that guy's 73 I figured somebody should check in with uh, with CW uh, V5U. Thanks, uh, Chris, and uh, uh, everybody for this net tonight. It was fantastic. 73. Yeah, nicely done, Dave. I'm glad uh, someone did it. Did it. Did it. Did it. Did it. It wasn't perfect. I was going to try and check in with my street key, but I was literally getting to the net here. So, anyway, yeah, great topic and fantastic resources as well that Kurt brought up. Being kind of an old-time CW guy myself, uh, you know, they always say you can't teach an old dog new tricks, but uh, it looks like there are plenty of resources here on uh, Kurt's pages, and uh, this old dog is going to be looking to learn new tricks. So thanks for that. Great. And, uh, Kurt, if you're still there, 73, thank you so much for uh, joining our net. I hope you get lots of traffic on your site. Uh, This net does come out as a podcast if people want to go back and listen. Well, thank you everyone for all the wonderful questions. And if I didn't uh, get to your question or you have other questions later, you're always more than welcome to reach out to me. Um, I'm pretty responsive uh, via email, so you can use my email address that's on my QRZ page or on the Morse Code Ninja page on the contact page specifically. is my email address, and I'd be happy to answer questions or if you have suggestions for additional content, um, around 50% probably of the 200 plus practice sets really have come from other people's ideas. So don't be afraid to um, ask for something new. Um, Until then, thank you everyone. Um, Have a wonderful night.